0: As much as people depend on us as leaders, you need someone who believes in you. You need a place to be open and honest with someone who's walked in your shoes and wants to help you become the leader you are meant to be. This is that place with those kind of people. Welcome to the Relational Leader Podcast with your host, Randy Bazett. Each episode will sit down and engage in life-giving conversation, unpacking leadership's greatest challenges.
1: Welcome to the Relational Leader Podcast. We're so glad that you joined us today and are listening from wherever you're listening from. My name is Kristen. As always, I am with Pastor Randy.
0: Hey, what's happening? So good to be here. Listen, this is our third one in this series, and we've covered some great stuff. I wish I would have had all of this stuff kind of packaged for me way back early on. When you
1: launched the church. Man,
0: for sure. This has been so helpful, and I uh, I hope it's helping everybody, so we're going to.
1: I'm going to finish so this
0: one strong today.
1: It is. It's going to be real good. And we're going to jump right in. Uh, we actually have a guest joining us who's been on podcast before. Will Dan. of a regular. Hey. You're, you're right. becoming a regular. The
0: reg. I feel regular. Because this is great. <laughs> you feel regular. Imagine going to somebody. Man, you are just, you look so regular. Oh, thanks. Yeah, is that a compliment? How are you feeling today? I feel regular. I feel regular. Yeah. You know. so, so cool. I don't know what you meant
2: by that. But I'm glad that you're a regular guy. And a regular uh, guy. it's like the guy next door. <laughs> oh, you know Will? He's very regular. Yeah.
1: <laughs> okay, I'm bring us back because um, I think that's one of my jobs here. In, in Please this do because I'm about so, to go where we shouldn't go. Yeah. All right. So on that note, <laughs> we are finishing the third episode of this podcast series on staff culture. And we've hit some really great topics. As you talked about, we talked about um, just healthy staff culture, how to create that, how to keep it, how to maintain it, hiring and firing. And today, I, I think that this topic today is just so important in pushing the mis- mission of your church. Mm-hmm. Forward because yeah. what we're talking about is casting vision. Right. Casting vision, carrying vision, giving vision to other people that are gonna have to carry out the work. And it's such an important topic. Um, Will is our executive director over Worship Creative and Bay Pro. So you mm-hmm. got lots of vision that yeah. you've got to give three different teams mm-hmm. who process differently. Um, Pastor Randy, you you cast that's one of your primary responsibilities is to cast vision. To our staff in our church, and so I think I'd love to start the conversation there because it's difficult. As, it's difficult as a team leader mm-hmm. to really cast vision within your within your team if you don't first know what vision is coming right. at you from the top, right? Yeah. Um, so I, I'd like to start with you mm-hmm. uh, and just kind of share the <laughs> importance of uh, as a point leader. Casting vision, how to do that well so that people can take it and carry it. And then I'd love to hear maybe, Will, from you. How do you translate that? And, and we'll, we'll talk more about mm-hmm. teams and how to implement it. So I
0: think these two things you're talking about, vision and culture, uh, they they have to be intertwined. They, they have to be woven together because if all you give is vision and culture to me is the why, mm-hmm. then all it is is just task. Like, why is this important? Uh, how is this helping us accomplish what we're really all here to Mm do is so important. And so I think that uh, vision and then having a healthy culture of giving the reason why, it puts everybody on the same page Mm -hmm. Uh, because people aren't just motivated by vision. They have to understand how this fits in with us as a church. How it matters. Yeah. Why why am I I doing this? And we're full of initiatives. I mean, most leaders are going to be point A type people and so we want to get things done and we want people to come behind us and culture and why and what difference does this make is mm-hmm. what, what this is all about today. And so how do you cast that, right, mm-hmm. is our topic for the day. Right. How do you do that in such a way that's tangible, that it's it's palpable, that people can can eat it in a bite size and then kind of run with it, yeah. which is what the scripture says, right? Write the vision down and make it plain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Make it plain so they can understand why, then they can run with it.
1: Absolutely. So, all right. So then let's kick this off. And why don't you, as as the lead pastor of Bayside, speak from that perspective of when you are casting vision to the staff or, or to your leadership team, what are the key things that you kind of incorporate in that, that in order for them to grab a hold of it and run with it, I know that I've got to make sure that Mm -hmm. vision is shared in this way, or it's got these parts Mm -hmm. put in it. What do you you make sure happens? Well,
0: I think what you have to do as the leader, you have to always help people see why what they're doing is so important. Uh, Some people are frontline ministry, and if people see them all the time, they might be on a platform. Maybe they're singing or preaching or, or whatever. Some people are way behind the scenes, but everybody is equally important. And so when you're casting vision, you have to help them see how their part makes a difference. Mm-hmm. And if they don't play their part and they don't do it with excellence and to the best of their ability, then the whole team suffers and so will never accomplish the vision. So it's making sure everybody sees the importance of their job. Everyone is valuable on the team. So, um, and, and I think it goes even another step further then is, so what I like to try to do in casting vision and then helping them see why they're important is you have to give people then ownership of it. Mm -hmm. So you give them where we're going, that's the vision. Mm -hmm. Why this is important, that's the motivation on Mm -hmm. why we're even going there. Then it's serving it to them and say, okay, now in your ministry area, since it's so important, you tell me how how are we gonna do that in your ministry? What would be the best solutions? What would be the best best next steps or the things that you can do to help us hit that next, or that, that vision, that big accomplishing the goal? and it gives them ownership. So now when they leave there, they're motivated and they have ownership on what it is they're mm-hmm. doing. So mm-hmm. to me, that's the big picture stuff. Yeah.
1: All right. So then, well, let me ask you this question. So in, in the way that Bayside is structured, you mm-hmm. often hear vision directly from Pastor Randy, mm-hmm. and then you have to carry and translate that vision and then impart it into a team that isn't necessarily hearing directly from Pastor Randy, but you've got to get them to buy into it and own it and all of the things that that Randy just said. So tell us a little bit about how how do you translate that vision uh, to a team, multiple teams, and get them to own it and carry it out.
2: Yeah, so I, I think different teams will translate it obviously in different ways because if we just have a certain vision then the way to achieve that can be done and within their ministries in so many different areas. So for somebody to achieve a vision one way for one ministry, it could be very different. So I think there's just a lot of value in knowing the people that you're communicating it to. So I I need to know the vision. I need to know the heart behind the vision. I need to be very, very clear on it. But then on the other side of it, I also need to know really well who I'm giving that vision to, how they process how they're gonna be implementing it, how they're gonna be thinking about these things. Cause there could be one set of people who just get fired up about the vision, they're ready to go, this is awesome, let's take the hill. And then there's another set who are like, okay, how do I do this day to day? How does this affect me? How am I supposed to do this other stuff as well as, and they just have to kind of process it. So I think it goes back to, uh, honestly, keeping the why in front of them. Mm-hmm. And uh, it also goes back to making it very plain, making it very simple. But then knowing their situation really well so that you can preemptively give them uh, practical ways that they can implement it and how it's going to kind of change our workflow a little bit and how we're going to change our verbiage around here. And we're going to start talking about this type of thing because it relates to vision completely. And and just really knowing their situation and knowing uh, their teams and how they process it so that when you're communicating it, you're getting rid of the hurdles and you're getting rid of the, the blockages that could be there if you just take the vision and give it and then expect them to deal with it uh, on their own. So I think I think that's a really good way of stewarding it by just knowing the people you're talking to as well.
1: Now, in that, in, in talking to different groups of people, mm-hmm. do you cast a vision and... and- Rain, if you want to chime in on this too, do you cast vision differently to staff members than to volunteers? Because I think about our listeners, and you've got a lot of churches that might have some staff teams, some volunteer teams, um, some, like, their volunteers are real close. They're like volunteer staff, but some are distance. Do you do it any different?
0: I wouldn't think so. I mean, uh, I, I don't. I mean, that's the thing about it is that you, you could do it in different ways, and everybody would lead a different way, but especially in the volunteer organization, which a church is, yep. that we are so dependent upon them that you should treat them as owners. Mm-hmm. And I think the same way, here's the vision. So here's the reason why we're mm-hmm. accomplishing this. So with that in mind, what can we do in our area of ministry? What can we do to help accomplish that? What are some parts that we can play in this? It gives them ownership, even as a volunteer. Maybe they're only volunteer on the weekend. They're giving five hours a week, but it doesn't matter. They're yeah. valued to play. Is extremely important. And so that's the ownership side of it. And even volunteers, I think, should have ownership. Now, mm-hmm. what I would tell you to do is in that is to give some like not visionary stuff, because they need to get to the grassroots stuff. Give me some A B C some One, Two Threes, to do list, things that you're gonna do every week that are going to add to us accomplishing the vision mm. and so then
1: have them create that's
0: that. the ownership side mm-hmm. of it that they come with and they go yeah so here's what i can do and then i would say that, that that vision that initiative that task that you're going after to have regular conversations with them about it so how are we doing on those things here's the things that you gave to accomplish this vision keep talking about them how are you doing and then I would say, as the leader, the question you have to always ask yourself in those follow-up meetings is, what can I do to help you accomplish that? Right.
1: That's a good question.
0: And so I think as pastors, ministry leaders, our job really is not to do ministry, mm. but to help other people do ministry. So what you should be asking is, okay, what can I do to help you accomplish that? And then regularly talking about it and adjusting and and making mm-hmm. further decisions that are Adding to that, taking away stuff that is distracting or mm-hmm. distracting from that, and to me, that's that's how I would do it. And it doesn't matter whether staff you're paid staff or volunteer.
1: Or volunteer. Right. Yeah. yeah,
2: yeah. No, that's great.
1: Well, what do you do when you have a team member or somebody that you're leading who disagrees with the vision? Mm-hmm. How do you walk with them through that?
0: Wait a minute. I want to make sure and have a clarity on this question because the. Uh, the answer to that question it could vary. Based okay. On, I'm not sure if I know what you're asking. Okay. Do they disagree with the vision or do they disagree with how to get it done or the importance of the vision?
1: They they disagree with the, why it's vision, the importance of the vision. They're like, I don't, I don't, this, this shouldn't be what we're focusing on right now. Like they actually think we, we should be focused on this and not this.
0: Hmm. Man, well, if that's the case, then you have to you have to give them clarity on why this vision is important. There can only be one visionary in a church. Period. Okay, I, that's why talk I, a
1: little bit about that. So then, they, now you've got comp- so that you're speaking to competing visions.
0: Yeah. All right. Division. A house divided cannot, will not stand. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe that everybody should have ownership in it. But there is only one visionary. And if you don't agree with the vision of the house you're serving, then you're just in the wrong house. Either you don't have clarity uh, or you're in the wrong house. Mm-hmm. That, that That's the bottom line. So, you know, Will, you're a great leader. So I'm, I'm sure you, you may have a different way of seeing this. But I would want, if you don't agree with the vision, let's talk about why we're doing this, mm-hmm. why we think this is important. And if they don't agree with it, then. I mean, really, the conversation is: Well, I think you should find a church that you can serve the vision with wholeheartedly. Because to me, to drag people around, oh, come on, and uh, there's no way—that's this the wrong house for people. Yeah. It's honest. I mean, it's, it's real. I I, I
1: I don't disagree with anything that you said. Okay, but I asked. The I question. feel like
0: I was saying something wrong.
1: No. <laughs> okay. Oh no, you're saying something right. I asked the question because I think that that is the that is a reality in some places and on some sure teams. it is. Um, and
2: the, the difficult part is I, I think we get caught up in um, not wanting to offend people and not wanting to discount what they're doing. And so when somebody really disagree uh, disagrees with the vision of the house, a lot of times people do take that that. Uh, that scenario where they're like, Oh, I'm just going to try to lead them to it. And maybe eventually they'll, they'll get, they'll get it. And they'll be owners of it and they'll carry it. And, and it just starts this whole process where now we're, we're taking this person who should be serving might, should be serving in another house and, and forcing them to try to form to this thing. And it's not that they are doing something wrong because they don't believe in the vision. But this just might not be for them. Mm -hmm. So we're actually harming both sides by stringing them along because we're getting exhausted, trying to bring them to it. And they're getting exhausted and maybe thinking there's something wrong with them. And so instead of just having the hard conversation of...
1: And then you end up spending your time focusing on that. And then the rest of your team that is on board, you're losing them.
2: So true.
0: Yeah. It's not a right or wrong, by the way. Yeah. Mm -mm. No. Because, you know... If the vision is doesn't line up biblically or whatever, okay, uh, sure. but we're not we're going to put what that off, we,
1: Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. That's not what we're talking about.
0: And so it's not like somebody's right and somebody's wrong. Right. Mm-hmm. It, it just is not the right fit for you. Mm-hmm. So why try to convince them of something? Find a place that you can believe wholeheartedly mm-hmm. in the vision yeah. and, and go serve there. Now, it could be, Will, m- maybe you can speak to this, that they're not questioning the vision. Maybe they just don't see, well, I don't know how to do that in light of everything else I'm already doing. So maybe they're not questioning the vision. They're just like, oh, I'm, t- I'm tired. They're I'm just busy. discouraged. I'm just discouraged or whatever it is. So mm-hmm. to me, that's a whole different.
1: That is. That's, that's, a, that's different. So so let's let's ask that question. Because especially in, I think, worship and creative yeah. and production world, when you've got Sunday coming every six days and you've got fresh vision and ideas, you got a lot of things. Mm-hmm. How, do, how do you help keep the vision in front of people and help them not – be discouraged.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, you know what you said about um, them might n- not being able to achieve the vision because of everything else they're doing. Um, well, I think you would then need to look at what they're doing and figure out why are they doing so much that doesn't uh, accompany the vision, <laughs> mm-hmm. and reprioritize some things uh, because if they're right. doing so much that takes mm-hmm. them away from vision, then. They either have too much on their plate or their priorities are not accurate. Sure. And so you have to do some work there to um, really reformat and maybe relook at some things in the, in, yeah, in what they're doing. It could be
0: looking at the things that they're doing that are urgent versus important.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah.
0: And a lot of times, urgent takes precedence over important. Sure does. And so then you give them a vision and an initiative and they're like, well, I know that's important, I have all these things and so having meetings with them like so let's talk about how you're spending your time and what you're doing and you either can say those are not as important if we're gonna let some things you know fall undone we'll let that or it could be you know what how about I take that away from you Mm -hmm. because it needs to be done but for you the most urgent thing or important thing is and you change their their task list right that could help Mm -hmm.
1: that could help how do you encourage them What are some ways to in in that? So you've got the practical, but the paycheck. With a (laughs) Um, what if they're volunteering? and you ain't got a paycheck?
0: Lollipop, Uh, (laughs) Chick Fil A (laughs) meal cards. I mean,
1: but no, but 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 for real, you've got the practical side of of helping them prioritize, evaluate, or you put in the you know the urgent over the important you know can we change your schedule um but since sometimes maybe they just need some encouragement to be able to carry the vision and and move it forward. What are some things that you do to keep keep that vision in front of them and mm-hmm. keep teams excited? Maybe that's a better way of yeah. wording it. How do you keep people excited about the vision? When the mundane and the day to day and the week to week starts coming, mm-hmm. how do you keep a team excited about the vision?
2: Well I think you you tell stories. You you find what do you stories. Mean by that? Um find stories that are happening to people in the community in your church in your organization Um, that because what they did in order to support the vision, it impacted someone in a profound way. So for instance, if I'm talking to our, um, our live production team and the way that they stewarded a moment, I heard feedback or I saw a comment or heard a conversation where somebody was just extremely touched by that moment and they felt like God said something to them, I cannot keep that to myself. The way that i keep the vision in front of them the way that i keep them excited about it is i is i go to them i say hey guess what i just heard or guess what Mm. guess the story that i heard because you were faithful and you took the time to really think through this and to really detail this out because you understand the vision now someone's eternity has changed because of it and it just keeps it really fresh for them and it 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 reminds them that when they're doing the tasks or when they're doing the things that are in front of them, that they have eternal value. Mm -hmm. And so all of a sudden, they see this Mm -hmm. vision come to life. And now I'm not just making films to make people happy. And I'm not uh, just creating songs and set lists in order to give people a a feeling. But now what I'm doing has eternal value that supports the vision. Mm -hmm. And just giving them those reminders and those stories and and really celebrating those wins is huge. That's good.
0: That is massive. celebrating wins. And it, it doesn't have to be big wins. right The, the point is celebrate all the wins. Mm-hmm. Like look for reasons to celebrate with your team. And the, the more you do that and what you celebrate it, it will get repeated. Mm-hmm. you know that's mm-hmm. kind of because you're rewarding mm-hmm. that. and mm-hmm. so what you reward gets repeated. Mm-hmm. So you give the team a chick-fil-a gift card, right, right. Like, This person's yeah. life was changed. We did this and so you sitting in this room creating a video. Mm-hmm. You think I'm just making a video. That person was I saw their tears in their eyes, they mm-hmm. gave their lives to Christ, they signed up to serve or to get in a group or whatever it is. And you are doing ultimately as you share all of that and celebrate that, then you go back to now you see why what we're doing is so important. Right. And then all of a sudden I get some motivated to go and, and to, yeah. to do again.
2: And it's even in the little things too. Even in the the, the door holding and even in the yeah. the facilities and even in, you know, hospitality and um you know, simplifying a connect card. Hey, we simplified a connect card you think is logistical, but now so many people, it was so much easier that for them to get connected and more people are getting connected. Like it's just those small Mm -hmm. things that we think are just, Mm -hmm. you know, tasks that we do that have huge impact. So
0: the Bucks just won the Super Bowl and the players are going to get the ring. Okay, great. But you know, everybody in the organization is going to get a Super Bowl ring. Mm.
1: Mm.
0: Why? Because Mm -hmm. it took all of them to to do that.
1: Doing their part. And
0: And so that's, in essence, what we're talking about around Mm -hmm. here, is you have to constantly show them what they're doing as part of the bigger picture and how it it made us all win.
1: Yeah. You know, I think that that's so good, um, what you just said, Randy, because it it ties back in how vision, carrying vision and culture, creating culture, it all comes together. Um, because you, people are going to carry vision when you create a culture that celebrates. The wins and right. the vision moving forward. I love will what you were saying about reminding people, telling stories. Mm-hmm. That's so practical. And sometimes, you know, in in church organizations, it's the staff members or it's the pastors that hear all of the good stories. True. And it can be easy to forget to pass those down. Right. And if you're primarily a volunteer-driven staff, you've got to be even more intentional mm-hmm. to communicate that to your volunteers. But so important mm-hmm. and makes such a difference mm-hmm. uh guys all of this has been so good and so valuable very practical um and, and i believe very helpful to our listeners i hope
0: so i mean it, i've enjoyed it i've been reminded of things that yeah. i need to keep doing or mm-hmm. to do again yeah so what a great series yeah it,
1: it has been well will thank you for for joining us and yeah, the regular, your, the, regular uh, guy. the regular will <laughs> So that's how, it's gonna how he's going to be now. This is a regular will. What's up, Ray? <laughs> on that note, thank you so much uh, for listening and joining us today as we closed out this series on staff culture. We will see you, hear you again on the next episode of the Relational Leader Podcast.
0: Thanks for listening to another episode of the Relational Leader Podcast. For more resources, visit randypazette.com.